The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. In a stunning appellate decision, the Scott Peterson murder conviction death penalty sentence has been reversed. This is a punch to the stomach for victims' rights advocates and for the family of the murdered mom-to-be, Lacey Peterson, her unborn son, Connor, a victim as well. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to our friend at Fox News. He was convicted and sentenced to die in 2005. And now we're finding out some 15 years later today, the California Supreme Court has overturned the death sentence. Peterson's lawyers had contended all along he was not able to get a fair trial because of all the pre-trial publicity with the case, but the court rejected that argument, yet it did say that the trial judge made a series of clear and significant errors in jury selection that undermined Peterson's right to an impartial jury during the penalty phase, and that potential jurors were improperly dismissed from the jury pool after saying they personally disagreed with the death penalty, but that they would be willing to follow it and impose it. Peterson is now 47 years old. He was convicted of first-degree murder. From everything we understand, it seems that murder conviction will stand, but not the death penalty. Prosecutors will have the right to try again for a death penalty conviction, although keep in mind there are more than 700 prisoners on California's death row, and the last time anyone was put to death was January of 2006. You're hearing our friend Anita Vogel at Fox News, and what she said is exactly correct. Over 700 people languish on California's death row. The current governor, Gavin Newsom, has decided against the majority of the public to put a moratorium on the death penalty. While he is governor anyway, there will be no death penalties. So the reality is that right now, there will be no death penalty for Scott Peterson anyway until Newsom is out of office, even though California voters voted to keep the death penalty. But what does it all mean? I can tell you this. It all started with this. Take a listen to a 911 call by Lacey's stepfather, Ron Gransky. Hi, can I help you? Yes. Uh, my son-in-law called. He 
she went playing golf this morning at 9.30. My daughter's been missing since this morning. She's eight months pregnant. She took her dog for a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. The dog came home with just a leaf shot. And the dog came back without your daughter? Right. What's your stepdaughter's name? Scott Peterson. No, 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 your stepdaughter. Lacey Peterson. Lacey P-T-E-R-S-O-N, right? P-T-E-R-S-O-N. And she's white, black, Hispanic, Asian? Uh, she's Portuguese and white. How old is she? She's 26. What time did she leave the house and didn't come back? That we don't know. We just got a call from our son-in-law. Said he left this morning at 9.30 to play golf. He mm-hmm. took that home mm-hmm. about a half hour ago. Mm-hmm. Nowhere around. Okay, so she went to walk the dog away. Walked it in, in that park. Uh, and she's uh, eight months pregnant, you said? Pardon? She, you said she's eight months pregnant? Yes, ma'am. Eight months pregnant, straight out to high-profile L.A. California defense attorney, Laura Uretzian. Laura, wait, did I get that wrong? Wait, Scott Peterson told his father-in-law he was playing golf, but then after he was spotted at the San Francisco Bay where Lacey's body turned up, he then said he was fishing. Did I hear that right on the 911 call? He first told his father-in-law that he was playing golf when Lacey went missing. The call doesn't tell us what Scott Peterson told his father-in-law. That's the father-in-law is telling the dispatcher. Uh, and well, early wait, on, the father-in-law Scott is telling Peterson, the dispatcher what? Whatever it is that he's telling him, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what Scott told him. Scott, early on from the beginning, when talking to the to law enforcement, told them exactly where he'd been. That had never been a secret. Um, he was very truthful about it as far as where he had been. You know, that that's really interesting because at the beginning, he told people that he had been playing golf, just like he, he told, told his father that he was gonna, he, The day before he was planning, the evidence was uh, showing that he, the day before he talked about uh, actually playing golf. But he changed his plans based on the weather. My uh, recollection of the evidence is that that the next day he changed his mind and decided to go to the Berkeley Marina. You know, uh, what you're saying, and with me is high-profile defense lawyer, Laura Uretzian. So the weather was so bad, he couldn't play golf, so he went out on the San Francisco Bay to go fishing. With me, an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again, Lawyer Retzian, who you've already heard from, L.A. lawyer, uh, Dr. Debbie Jaffe Ellis, psychologist, adjunct professor, Columbia University, a doctor, DebbieJaffeEllis.com, Stephen Lampley, detective, author of 12 and Murdered on Amazon at StephenLampley.com, Jennifer Shen, forensic pathologist, former San Diego Police Department crime lab director, but now to CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Alexis Terezchuk, joining me from California. Alexis Terezchuk, you and I went through the entire trial together. We never missed a day of court. Alexis Terezchuk, as a matter of fact, the evidence did prove at trial that what the father-in-law, Lacey's father was saying is what Scott Peterson told him that morning. Peterson did not call to report his wife missing. He called Lacey's parents instead and said he'd been playing golf, Alexis. 
You're exactly right. This is Scott's first story was presented in court and it was that he was playing golf. He called his the family, Lacey's mom and dad, and said, I haven't seen Lacey. All, I, I've been out all day. I was golfing. I can't get in touch with her. Have y'all seen her? And they immediately panicked. They called the police. The husband, the father of a baby who was about to be born any second, did not call the police. Guys, for those of you just joining us, a bombshell in the Scott Peterson double murder conviction. In the last hours, we learn a California appellate court has reversed the death penalty portion only. Uh, Apparently, in taking the death penalty off the table for Scott Peterson on a technicality, the California Supreme Court never says that he did not kill his wife. As a matter of fact, they make it very clear they do think he killed his wife. They go on to say in the ruling, quote, they point to considerable circumstantial evidence incriminating Peterson in the Christmas Eve disappearance and death of his pregnant 27-year-old wife, Lacey. For those of you just joining us, take a listen to our friends at KABC 7 LA. We start with breaking news out of Northern California where convicted killer Scott Peterson has won his death row appeal. The California Supreme Court this morning has overturned his death sentence, but not the conviction on first degree murder. 16 years ago, Peterson was found guilty of murdering his pregnant wife, Lacey, in Modesto. He challenged both the murder conviction and the death sentence, claiming widespread media attention and errors in jury selection deprived him of a fair trial. The Stanislaus County prosecutor can decide to retry the penalty phase of the case, but a decision will likely not be made until next year. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. For those of you just joining us, the bombshell decision by the California Supreme Court that the sentencing portion of Scott Peterson's trial alone will be reversed. 
He can either accept life behind bars or the state can move forward with a death penalty phase trial with an all new jury. How does it all start? Take a listen to our friends at ABC's 2020. The last time I saw Lacey, she and I were sitting side by side and Scott was sitting on the floor and we were watching TV and she said the baby was kicking. So I put my hand on her stomach because I'd never felt him kick. She leaned over to me and she said, Mom, she said, Scott doesn't like to do this. She said, I asked him to, you know, feel my stomach when, um, when the baby kicks and he never wants to touch my stomach. That really, really bothered me. And that was the last time I saw her. It seems as if Lacey had planned all along to have children, and that was understood going into it. But if you analyze their marriage, it seems that when she got pregnant with Connor, things started going sideways. Going sideways is one way of putting it. Uh, back to you, Alexis Tereschuk, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. The court made it very clear that there's a mountain of evidence to convict Peterson for the murders of Lacey and Connor, the baby. Their bodies washed ashore 24 hours apart. Uh, and, and it's quite the coincidence, isn't it, Alexis Tereschuk, that Scott Peterson is fishing in the exact same spot in the body of water where his wife's body and his baby's body are found at the time of their disappearance. And this was a place where he lied about going. First he said he was golfing. Then when there was evidence that he was there, then he fessed up that he was there. This is shocking, but this is what the court did say. They are saying, none of the, none of your nonsense, Scott, none of this pre-trial, the trials, you know, blaming Nancy Grace, blaming all the reporters that were there. That had nothing to do with the fact that you are guilty killed your wife, killed your baby, and you lied about it. And when you were caught, you were at the bottom of the state. You had bleach blonde hair. You had $15,000 in cash. You had your brother's ID on you. You were not doing anything. You weren't out trying to help find your wife or your missing baby. Like the parents and the spouses that we know that are innocent, you know, I always just think of those people, especially I always think of Polly Klaus's dad who was just said, do anything. I, I will do anything to let you know that I had nothing to do with this. Not Scott Peterson. He was doing nothing to make people think he was innocent. And the court upheld that. He is not innocent of murder. He is guilty of murder. To Stephen Lampley, detective author of 12 and Murdered on Amazon, I want you to take a listen to really compelling evidence in my mind. This is from Fox News special, the Scott Peterson case. Take a listen. He takes his new boat that he had purchased, and he comes here to launch the boat. Her husband reported her missing after he returned from a fishing trip, a trip he took by himself. Her husband says he went fishing at a at marina the day she disappeared, so investigators are searching that marina. The mystery here in Modesto, fueled in large part by Scott Peterson's alibi, which remains flimsy at best. He comes home later in the day, realizes that she's not there, figures she's somewhere else, running errands, doing something for Christmas Eve, and takes the time to put his clothes in the wash, take a shower, have a snack, and then realizes, maybe I should call somebody. So here's what's unusual. Scott decides to call Lacey's mother. Doesn't say, have you spoken to Lacey today? Do you know where she is? He says, Lacey is missing. I wanna to go to Stephen Lampley and Dr. Debbie Joffe, Ella psychologist, 
and Professor Columbia University. You know, when I have not been able to find, let's just say, John David, I call my husband and say, do you have John David? I don't say John David is missing. That's a very critical, subtle, but critical point. Dr. Debbie? Maybe it is and maybe it isn't, Nancy. It, it's, um, I really could only give a more substantial opinion if I heard him use or not use that phrase often. You know, sometimes we bandy around words and phrases and they may indicate something as you're implying or not. Interesting. Stephen Lampley, what do you make of Peterson placing himself where the body is found and placing himself there at the time she goes missing? Well, Nancy, I'm, I'm guessing perhaps that he's thinking, and again, I don't know, I don't know what Scott was thinking. Uh, perhaps he knows that uh, he was not golfing. Maybe he's making an excuse for where he really, really was at the time. Uh, an alibi of sorts uh, to cover the fact that he was fishing instead of dumping a body, perhaps. Uh, that that would be my idea. Right. That, you know, he, he thinks he was going to be caught by not golfing, so he fesses up to the fact that he was at the ocean for whatever reason in reality he was really there. Take a listen to our friends at Fox News. I realized they were zeroing in on Scott. We just knew his actions were suspicious and something was going on. And clearly, his fishing story was not adding up. One of the things you do as a reporter is you go up and down, you talk to everybody that you possibly can. I went over to the neighbor's house that lives directly across the street. The neighbor remembered Scott coming over to her house looking for Lacey. And she said, well, where were you? It's Christmas Eve. And he said, I was playing golf. The fact that that story differed from what we then heard was his alibi and where he says he was, was very upsetting. Back out to high-profile criminal defense attorney, no stranger to a courtroom, Laura Uretzian. That makes two people he told he was playing golf that morning. What do you make of it? What I make of it is, what did he tell law enforcement when he was being questioned? Those are the people he needs to tell the truth to, the people who are investigating. And he was extremely honest with them. He told him exactly where he'd been, no hesitation, and he also um, was very helpful. Uh, he was searching for his wife. He was making calls. Uh, this idea that he took uh, Lacey's body and dumped it uh, at the bay in San Francisco Bay is ridiculous. There's zero, zero forensic evidence showing that he did it. There was nothing, zero forensic evidence in his truck zero forensic evidence really leading and showing that there was a, a, a body or her body in that boat, or that he was even able to dump that body from that small boat, an exposed boat, not covered. Anyone could have seen it. So this idea that he did that. You mean anyone out in the middle of San Francisco Bay during wind and storm and rain, i.e. nobody would have seen it? Nobody was out where he was. We're assuming it was storm and rain. There was no evidence that it was storm and rain. It wasn't the greatest of the weather. I thought that's why he didn't go golfing, because of the bad weather. Well, we're talking about bad weather where he was living in Modesto. This is not Modesto. You know, that's why you are such a great law lawyer, Laura Uretzian. Because my question to you was, why did he tell some people he was playing golf? Then 
change his story to he was fishing. And you said what mattered was what he told cops. But what I'm saying is, and my question is, why did he change his story? Not that he told cops first he was golfing. He didn't. By then he realized people had spotted him at the bay. He had to tell them. But he told other people that day, not the day before I was planning to go golfing, but that day that he had been golfing. You also mentioned that he was so forthcoming and so helpful. In fact, he told the cops what a great marriage he had, but seems like he left something out. Take a listen to our friends at Court TV. Amber tells the detective she's been seeing Scott Peterson only a few weeks, but they're already talking marriage. On December 9th, she recalls, he broke down sobbing that he had, quote, lost his wife. That's the same day Scott secretly bought his boat. Detective Brocchini knows he's onto something. I mean, he told Amber that he had lost his wife when she wasn't lost. And so that, I mean, to me, that was a key. The detectives ask Amber to secretly record all future conversations with Scott. She agrees. They're also determined that no one will find out about her. That afternoon, the detectives take Amber to buy the recording equipment. And then her phone rings. It's Scott. He's caught everyone off guard. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. For those of you just joining us in a major bombshell to the Scott Peterson conviction, a California court has ruled the death penalty sentence is out. What are the choices? Will he now go into general population and no longer have the protections he had on death row? Will there be a new penalty phase? Now, we saw that happen in the Jody Arias trial, if you will recall. What lays ahead? But I know this. Uh, I know that Lacey's mother, Sharon Rocha, 
is devastated. Now, we were just speaking to high-profile lawyer, lawyer Laura Uretzian, who stated that Peterson was completely honest, forthcoming, and helpful about finding his wife. The reality is he didn't call 911. He waited for hours before he even called Lacey's parents to tell them he couldn't find her, that she was missing. He immediately asked if his family would have grief counseling. But there's this little thing he left out when he was being so forthcoming with the cops. Listen. Well, Amber. Yes. Scott continues to call Amber. And detectives are intent on getting him to repeat something he told her just before Lacey disappeared. Those four short but incriminating words, I lost my wife. You came and told me this elaborate lie about her missing and this tragedy and that... No. And that, that this will be the first holidays without her? Honey, I never said, Amber, I, I, God, I don't want to fight with you. Well, you know that I, I never said tragedy or missing. Oh, yes, you said you've lost your wife. No. That, you obviously, that, yes. Obviously without me saying much, but we will... I said that I lost my wife. Yes, you did. I did. Bingo. This is what investigators needed. For us, that was a huge statement on his part because uh, how do you how do you predict that? I mean, how do you you know you're going to come up with a lie about that to try and woo some girl into a romance that you're not supposed to be part of, and then all of a sudden it comes true. So Laura Uretzian with me, high-profile criminal defense attorney out of L.A. Laura, do you believe in clairvoyance? So Scott Peterson said just before Lacey goes missing and ends up murdered that he had just lost his wife and this would be the first Christmas without her. And it all turned out to be true. You think he's psychic? Um, my question is, if Scott Peterson was really planning on murdering his wife, is that what he would be telling someone who's only he's only been dating for a couple of weeks? And literally, that's all it was, a few weeks. And sleeping so with and talking about get getting married. Yeah. How many men have said that to women just to get into bed with them? I mean, it's, it's not a surprise. Yes. Was he being was he lying to her? Was he cheating on his wife? But the idea that he would tell someone who he just he'd been with just a couple of weeks that, um, you know, and whatever he said is really an, an, a glimpse into what he was thinking and that he was planning to kill his wife is ridiculous. Yes, of course, uh, the prosecution made a huge deal out of that. Because it but is a huge deal. He says his wife is dead and that this is the first Christmas he'll have without her. And then a couple of days later, she is dead. And it's the first Christmas without her. She goes well, he missing on Christmas her, Eve. I don't care why he said it. He said it. With him. That, you know what? It almost doesn't matter. That just, just because he said that to her, it doesn't mean that he was planning to kill his wife. It really shows you that he'll do anything uh, to be with. To uh, get laid. Yeah. You know, you said that. it. You That's said exactly it, Laura Uretson. You said it. He'll do anything. Including no, killing his wife. No, you said he'll do no. Two week, Apparently, the jury disagreed. Two, week rela- this wasn't his first affair. So the so, idea that a man this must make me like him more. Wife, no, it just doesn't mean just because someone's had an affair, it doesn't. Yes, it looks awful. It doesn't look great. Yeah, it does look awful. Let's talk about only- the other evidence. Laurie Retzian is right in the sense that. 
One nail does not a coffin seal. What else is the evidence? Well, the evidence that they had was that they had a dog that, and I know that this is controversial, but there was a dog and they found the scent of Lacey at her home, obviously, but the scent stopped. She didn't, it, it, the, the dog determined that she got into a vehicle, not that she walked away. So it wasn't that she was kidnapped in the park or that something happened somewhere else. You know what? Let's talk about that. Hold your thought, Alexis, because I want to go through what you're saying. And then we'll have Laura Yaretzian weigh in because I'm sure she's going to discredit the dog. (laughs) Guys, don't be angry with her. She's a defense lawyer. This is what she does for a living. And she is a master at it. To Jennifer Shen, forensic pathologist, the former San Diego Police Department crime lab director. Jennifer Shen, the dog followed Lacey's scent to where the car was parked. And then it seemingly cut off. The dog followed a scent all the way to the San Francisco Bay, from the home all the way to the bay. What do you make of it, Jennifer Shin? Well, the thing about the dogs is they are incredibly, um, they are incredibly sensitive and they can, they can really give investigators a lot of information. So. I think it's reasonable that if she was taken away in a car, that the dog would be able to smell her from the house to the car. And then when they were at the bay, that he could then pick that scent up again. And I, obviously, they found the bodies where the dog said they were. So it, it, there certainly was a lot of validity to that. Dogs are used for this sort of thing all the time, and they're very, very successful. But they are dogs, um, and, you know, they're, they're certainly – it isn't 100%, obviously, and there's some there's some – there's some talk about the fact that they aren't as scientifically valid as you might want them to be. But in this case, I think the dog did a very good job. To uh, Stephen Lampley, former detective, author of 12 and Murdered at StephenLampley.com, a search dog handler testified that her canine picked up Lacey Peterson's scent at a pylon at the Berkeley Marina, where Scott Peterson launched what he says was a solo fishing trip the day his wife vanished. The dog handler was Eloise Anderson. She was with the Contra Costa County Search and Rescue Team. Her dog was a lab named Trimble, and Trimble hit on the scent four days after Peterson reported his pregnant wife missing to her parents, not the police. What do you make of Dog evidence, Stephen Lampley, I've used it many, many times in court, and it's sanctioned by the court, just like polygraphs uh, in civil cases, just like fingerprints, just like DNA. This is a form of evidence that is court-sanctioned. What do you make of it? In fact, I've told people the best witness I've ever put on the stand was a dog. Go ahead, Steve. That's right, Nancy. Dogs have no reason to lie. So the dogs are really accurate. Now, some dogs are more accurate than others. We know that. But dog, uh, dog tracking and dog uh, evidence is, is very reliable for the most part. Uh, it's very accurate for the most part. Again, like I said, we have some animals that, that are better than others. But if this dog, in this case, picks up her scent at home, then we skip to the uh, to the marina or on the on the ocean and he picks her scent up there uh or doesn't 
it's it's a very reliable evidence, Nancy. Very, it's very reliable. Okay, everybody, buckle your seatbelt. Here she comes, Laura Uretzian. <laughs> What's wrong with the dog? Well, this is the same dog that failed twice out of three times in vehicle trails. Right, so this is not a very accurate dog, and this is not one that's very reliable. And you can't argue; it really is far-fetched to argue that this is reliable evidence. Okay, so let and, me understand uh, something, other- Laura. You agree that the death penalty, that the court was right by reversing the death penalty. Of course, I disagree. But you disagree with the same court that agreed with the prosecution's version, including, as they said, dog scent and ocean current evidence. So you agree with the court, but not when it suits you. I agree with the court as far as overturning the death penalty, um, but I, clearly you are right. I disagree with the court uh, on their assessment, but this is the appellate court. The standard is very different than what it is for a, uh, a jury in a jury trial. Um, and it would take more than if there's enough circumstantial evidence. The court's going to leave; it's not going to touch the, um, uh, the the conviction. Uh, what hopefully may happen in the future is, if there's some evidence uh, that was not known at the time, new evidence that's come forth, and that's brought in, the court can look at this again and decide based on that evidence. If we added all of that into the mix what the jury's uh, decision would have been. You know what? You lost me a long time ago, and I've got a JD and a master's from NYU. Uh, So I'm going to try to figure out what that very long sentence meant. I'm talking about a writ. What I'm talking is about a future writ when there's new evidence. A writ of habeas corpus. Okay, there you go. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. For those of you just joining us in a bombshell decision, a California appellate court has reversed 
the penalty phase in the Scott Peterson double murder conviction. Katie Johnson at CBS 13 News, Sacramento. Today, the California Supreme Court overturned Scott Peterson's death sentence for the murder of his pregnant wife, saying the trial judge made a series of clear and significant errors during jury selection. The court upheld Peterson's murder conviction and said prosecutors may try again for the same sentence. 27-year-old Lacey Peterson was eight months pregnant when she was killed. Investigators say Christmas Eve 2002, Peterson dumped their bodies from his fishing boat into the San Francisco Bay where they resurfaced months later. Peterson is now 47 years old. When Connor's body was found, as I recall, his body was found first, but that my point is their bodies were drastically different. Connor's body, according to eyewitnesses, looked like a little naked baby doll. Pristine there on the, on the, 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 the beach. Lacey's body, however, was horribly decomposed. But even in death, she protected her baby some of the strongest muscle and tissue in the human body is the uterus that surrounds the baby. And for all the months that Lacey drifted in the tides, her body slowly decomposing, that strong muscle tissue protected Connor until in the end he floated out of her uterus as it decomposed. Therefore, his little body was pristine. Her body was greatly decomposed, and the state says she was still wearing the same clothes she was wearing the night before she disappeared. Part of the defense at trial was that someone else murdered Lacey. For what? And then framed, went to the trouble to frame Scott Peterson. That was after many, many other ploys were tested out on the public via the media, and they didn't work. For instance, drug dealers, a Hawaiian gang, a burglar across the street, thugs in the park. I mean, it went on. A mother, a woman who wanted to be a mother somewhere, cut the baby out and then kept Lacey alive for a while and killed her. There were so, and then got rid of the baby too. There were so many zany theories. But finally, it was decided the defense would go with someone else killed her and then decided to frame Peterson. Joining me in all-star panel, Laura Uretzian, high-profile criminal defense attorney, L.A., Dr. Debbie Joffe Ellis, psychologist, Stephen Lampley, detective, Jennifer Shen, forensic pathologist, and Alexis Tereschuk, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Jennifer Shen, could you explain the forensic evidence we know of in the case and how the bodies uh, had decayed so differently at the time of their discovery? There really wasn't much forensic evidence in this case. Uh, I think uh, one that was somewhat important was that one of Lacey's, apparently one of Lacey's hairs found on some pliers in the boat. And this was a boat she didn't know about and hadn't visited 
So that was certainly um, of interest. Uh, they did mitochondrial DNA on that, which is not as as um, as good as a nuclear DNA, but still, it's still a good piece of evidence. The bodies, um, the decay. Wait, are of you Lacey's, saying that it was Lacey's hair in the pliers based on mitochondrial DNA? That is what the mitochondrial DNA showed. And yes. isn't Generally, it true my- that mitochondrial DNA is used every single day? It is based on the lineage of the mother. Correct. That is correct. Go ahead, so it's please. It's not quite as accurate. It's not quite as accurate as identifying the the through DNA a nuclear DNA, right? Where you have the father right. and the mother. But the still, decomposition I mean, of the bodies. I, I, isn't it true, Jennifer, that you yourself have advanced cases that had mitochondrial DNA? Yes, we've definitely worked with mitochondrial DNA, both on on humans and on animals. So you accept it as established science? Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. Oh. Okay, because by the way you were talking, I thought there was something wrong with mitochondrial DNA, but actually there's not. Uh, Let me go to you, Alexis Tereshek. I want to clear something up. The reason for this reversal is that, not because of media, not because of blaming me. I forgot about that one. Thank you for reminding me. But It is always your fault. Don't forget. Good times. But because the court said that, While the jury was okay as far as guilt-innocence, the jury was fine for that, but the jury was not okay for the penalty phase because about 13 out of how many? 13, 1,400 jurors that were uh, first gleaned were not questioned separately when they said, I don't believe in the death penalty, but I would follow the law. Is that what happened? They were not voidired, jury questioned, uh, juror questioned separately. Is that right? Explain to me why they're doing this. So the jurors were actually let go by the judge when they when they gave that statement that they they personally didn't believe in the death penalty, but they could consider it for this case. He automatically let them go, and he didn't. This wasn't counted against the prosecution or the defense's number of strikes that they can have. You can't kick, can't have unlimited numbers. So then you say, oh, oops, we're out of jurors. Guess can't have a case. Um, you only get a certain amount. So the judge let these 13 go. And what the appeals court has said is that that goes against everything that it should be the process during jury selection. And that this is a Supreme Court, this is obviously something the Supreme Court has been very clear about for a very long time, that the judge made an error in allowing these jurors to be dismissed, not allowing he dismissed them, got it, and that they should not have been dismissed. So the appellate court canceled Peterson's death sentence because Judge DeLuke, according to them, improperly excused 13 prospective jurors in a pool of 1,500, 1,500 people who had filled out written juror questionnaires. The 13 professed that they were opposed to the DP, but the court said the judge should have verbally questioned them instead of dismissing them. So what will life be like for Scott Peterson in general population? We'll see. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.